Hello, welcome to the Inside Scoop. Everything you need to know for your student to succeed in the Cobb County School District. I'm David Owen. This episode is How Schools Work, a Q&A with board member David Banks. With me now, representing the people of Post 5, is Mr. David Banks. Mr. Banks, welcome to the Inside Scoop. Thank you. Glad to be here. Okay, so Post 5, can you give us an idea, give our listeners an idea of what schools are in that area? I have 15 schools in, in the Post 5. The high schools are Pope and Lasseter. The middle schools are Mabry, Hightower, and Simpson. And my elementary schools are Davis, Trent, Mountain View, Garrison Mill, Shalford Falls, uh, Burdock, East Valley, East Side. Sedalia Park and Powers Ferry. And you, you I did that's all 10. You did that all from memory. Yes. Yes. How many years have you served on the school board? This finishes up my 10th year. Wow. So, what is it that motivated you to get involved with being a, a school board member? Well, the opportunity occurred when Johnny Johnson decided not to run again. He had 12 years, and I've been actively involved in the Republican Party since 1992. So, mm-hmm. and, uh, so the opportunity occurred. I always liked education. I thought maybe I could contribute. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was getting to the age of uh, being freer to do things, uh, not having to report to somebody. And uh, so the you know this opportunity, I, I talked with Johnny Johnson, and part of that conversation, I realized he and I went to the same high school. He's just a little bit younger than I am. So you uh, did you you didn't grow up in Cobb County? No, I came to Cobb County in nineteen sixty nine. And but your family, you, you guys have set roots down here. Yeah, um, we've been here what almost forty years now. And, uh, I guess forty or fifty, maybe maybe fifty. But anyway, <laughs> sixty nine. We moved up here in sixty nine. Okay, from Ben Hill, which is the southwest line. Yeah, Atlanta. I went to Southwest High School in Cascade Heights. Very good. And your your background, uh, just so the listeners get an understanding of, of your perspective, uh, you have a background as an IT professional. Is that I had my own computer company at you know for about thirty years. Okay. Uh, before that, I worked when I worked for Delta Airlines and for uh, Lockheed. I was in logistics, ordering parts for aircraft at uh, at each part each at Delta and at Lockheed. So. That's how I got started. But at Lockheed, they had the opportunity to go into data processes mm-hmm. without taking a cut in pay. <laughs> uh, so what does it take? You've been on the board for, for 10 years now, you say. Uh, so what does it take to uh, succeed as a board member? Yeah, You have faced a lot of different personalities in that time, I imagine. Well, what are the it, secrets it, to that? To, to me, <clears throat> creating a relationship with your community is the key factor. Mm-hmm. My community and surrounding my community, right away I realized that I need to be able to communicate. And the only way that I could communicate would be email. Because making phone calls, you know, you can only do so many. But emails, mm-hmm. you can do thousands at a time. So when I shortly after I came on the board, I started creating a database of emails. Okay. And, of course, <clears throat> being a board member, you get a lot of emails from constituents. And then... Uh, Early on, we had the controversy of the uh, calendar, mm-hmm. and so that gave me about 30,000 emails right away. <laughs> so I grew pretty fast, and then uh, over the years, I just kept adding, kept adding, kept adding. Uh, so it's a pretty good size database. So now I put out a newsletter called David's Grapevine, mm-hmm. and I publish it whenever I want to, generally at least once a month, 
uh, sometimes two or three times. Depends on how active the community is. Then I go to a lot of concerts. I go to a lot of school functions, plays, football games. So just literally staying in touch or in close proximity if, if, helps if, communicate? If, if people in my community don't know who, I'm a, who I am, uh-huh. it's their fault. <laughs> <laughs> you, you've given them ample uh, opportunity to get to know you. I do. Okay. Yeah, you know, And I always tell people I appreciate if you come up and introduce yourself, tell me who you are. Okay. If you want to have a conversation, we'll have a conversation because I will talk. <laughs> well, it sounds like brutal honesty is a part of your equation. Yeah, it's, it's just uh, I've got a great community. I couldn't mm-hmm. ask for it better. Uh, you know, we've got some high-performing schools. Pope and, and uh, Leicester are your top three schools. The top <laughs> one, you might say, sometimes it's Walton, sometimes it's Leicester, but uh, but, uh, you know, Pope and Laster are top-notch schools. So, mm-hmm. And then we got the three middle schools, which is Simpson, Mabry, and Hightower. They are outstanding schools. So people want to move into the Post 5 community mm. because of the school situation. So what is your big-picture vision for the future of education here in Cobb County? That's a big question, I know. Well, I generally go to the Georgia School Board Association Conference. And Mm -hmm. a few years ago, a guy named John Couch was the keynote speaker. And he made a statement I thought was profound. He said, you know, 15 years ago, technology was a tool. Today, technology is our environment. We have social media, we have iPhones, we have, you know, all kinds of communications. You know, if I go to a store with my wife and she gets lost, I can call her and find out where she's at. (laughs) Fifteen years ago, I couldn't have done that. Mm -hmm. I would have had to walk around to either she found me or I found her. Yeah. But now we don't leave the house without our iPhones. Mm Mm-hmm. And I would say, I think I saw something not too long ago where 90% of everybody has an iPhone. It's part of you now. It's mm-hmm. part of our society. And I tell people, uh, graduates at graduation time, I said, these are nice things. These are great things. You know, 20 or 30 years ago, nobody even had a concept of these things. But their challenge is going to be, now that we have it, how do you manage it without losing your freedoms? Hmm. Yeah, that, that's quite a challenge. So those kids need to grow up with their friends and have that interrelationship. Mm-hmm. Now, they can also now, with our virtual academies, they can take other courses. As you know, with the Internet now, if somebody's got a real interest, uh, let's say they want to know how to grow uh, tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Well, they can go on the Internet and go on the YouTube or something like that. They can find thousands of videos that tell you exactly how to do it. Mm-hmm. It's just amazing how far you can go through the Internet. But like you said earlier, you do have to watch those sources and yeah, make sure they're credible. And, and, and I'll give you an example. We, uh, we've got a, a, what we call proof of concept now mm-hmm. uh, with virtual reality uh, using the glasses. And uh, we're using a platform off of YouTube. And Georgia Tech has been working with us on that. And it's a proof of concept with, I think, uh, Davis and Tritt. Mabry and Hightower, Pope and Leicester are the proof of concept schools. Mm-hmm. And so what we're doing is we're we're integrating the virtual reality concept into the academic curriculum so that students can now see something basically in real life. Mm-hmm. I tell people, I say, I can tell you something and you're going to remember it for a little while. You may read something, you may remember it 
longer. Mm -hmm. But if I show you a picture, you may remember it for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. So I think virtual reality has a big factor in, in the future of education where people can see in real time or real life uh, things that they are not able to see now. For instance, like in, say, biology, mm -hmm. if you want to see how a heart works, well, you can actually, with virtual reality, actually go inside that heart mm. with, you know, how the programming is done, mm -hmm. and you can see exactly what's going on, how your arteries work, how your veins work. You know, it's just <laughs> an unlimited amount of knowledge that's available out there. And those classes now, some of them are less than $5. Really? So you wow. can go on YouTube on your own and look at virtual reality. So it's, it's uh, affordable and therefore uh, scalable, and and it's and it's applicable, yeah, to our learning environment and impactful. Another area that I've been really, really strong on is STEM, mm -hmm. and uh, most of my post five schools are STEM certified. We have a very, very strong STEM environment within our uh, elementary schools, in our middle schools, and in our high schools. Mm -hmm. And another thing that has occurred, I found out uh, this year, at Hightower, they even have a drone program at the school where students that are involved in that drone program are asked to be able to be licensed to be a drone operator, which wow. in the future, that's, that's going to be a big thing because oh, yeah. 20 years from now, you'll look up in the sky and you'll see thousands of drones making deliveries. It's going to happen. I believe you're probably right. Now, that's an exciting vision of, of uh, where things are, frankly, and where things seem to be headed. So. Yeah, and another thing, the biggest thing that the school system has done is the CTLS. Yes. CTLS gives not only the teacher but the student real-time uh, assessment evaluations rather than waiting a week or two weeks after you've had an exam or pop quiz, as we called them, mm -hmm. uh, you can, you'll know it, that before you leave the class, you'll know exactly where you were at. Mm -hmm. The teacher will know whether or not they did a good job or they didn't do a good job mm -hmm. and what they need to do to mitigate that day in the next class. And I understand now we're adding the parent option where they can mm -hmm. go in and see what the student has done that day. Yeah, we, we've had some uh, podcasts relating to CTLS, and it is uh, an incredibly exciting uh, frontier that Cobb County is, uh, frankly, leading the way on. The greatest teacher a student has is their parents. Because yeah. the parents and are so the most So if we get parents more engaged in the academic and the learning process, they're going to have a better student. In my area, a lot of most, most students go to college, but they're better prepared. And another item that I've been working with, uh, Chief Academic Officer Jennifer Lawson, is the uh, entrepreneurship. There's a group out of Kennesaw State University has put a program together, a training program for entrepreneurship that starts actually in kindergarten, goes all the way through 12th grade. Now, we've had some teachers actually go through the training, about three, I think, so far, maybe four. Mm -hmm. Gwinnett County is already involved in this in one of their schools. So we're now trying, I'm trying now to get our administration to start implementing and training these teachers how to teach students how to be entrepreneurs. And the first one that has done something is Brumby. They created a business, a donut shop. They uh, not only did the planning, they did the naming, they did the brochures, they did the purchasing, they did everything. All the marketing. would and, have to do. Mm -hmm. 
and they put a, a, a price sheet together, a pamphlet, and in two days, it was a Thursday for two hours, 9 to 11, and on Friday, 9 to 11, they made $957 oh, selling wow. donuts. <laughs> and they have some That's of my money. That's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> now, but, how much but, of it was yours? We're teaching students, hey, if you don't go to college, or even if you do go to college, if you want to run a business on your own one mm-hmm. day, here's how it's done. We're, mm-hmm. we're, we're providing the framework and the platform, uh, hopefully, eventually, in all of our schools that want to do it, to how a person can go into business for themselves, which is very, very important. And it's, it's opening the mind of the, uh, the student to know, hey, this is an option in life. Yeah. This is something you can make happen. Let me shift gears just a little okay. bit. Um, what do you see as the current challenges that face the Cobb County School District? Money. Money. Funding? Yeah, funding, uh, there's a lot more we could do that we're not able to do because of the lack of funds. Mm-hmm. Our splash has been very, very successful over the years. You know, we've rebuilt uh, Walton High School. We're in the process of rebuilding Osborne. We've rebuilt Mountain View. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to rebuild East Valley Elementary School. We've rebuilt Brunbury Elementary School. We've rebuilt East Cobb Middle Schools. So we're doing a lot of rebuilding, and we're getting ready to rebuild Harmony Leland and combine Harmony Leland and Clay in, in one school. So, And that, that SPLOST program is incredibly efficient because it gives the taxpayer a higher value. You're not paying into bond interest and that sort of thing, right? Right. And, you know, the large majority of the voters that approve this are 50 and over. So they understand the value of a great school system and how it affects their property values in the mm-hmm. future. So if we ever, if the school system ever declines, our property values will go down. And that we're just not going to have, that, we, that, that's not acceptable. We can't let that happen. Right. Yeah. Well, uh, is there anything else that you want us to touch on before we uh, finish up? Well, that's probably I, I don't think we've got enough time, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it's just that we really need one of the things that uh, I, I get occasional question from a parent, uh, particularly in our special needs area. Mm-hmm. They don't feel like they're getting the results they want, and sometimes they're right, sometimes they're wrong. Uh, but we do take another look at it and make a decision, and, and that's what we live by. But I don't make decisions myself. Uh, it's one of those situations. If I made a decision, one half would be satisfied, the other half would be unsatisfied. And it's not my position. It's not my job to make those kind of decisions. We have a school administration that is obligated, and that's what we paid them for, and that's why we hire them to make these kind of decisions because they know more about special needs than I do. Mm-hmm. Another area that I've gotten very concerned about uh, this year was students coming into kindergarten. And their birth dates are, say, like June to July, uh, August. Well, September 1st, they're eligible to come into the school system. But they may not be ready rather than just going from kindergarten to first grade. There may be a need to go a bridge, have a bridge for your students so that you don't put your birth student under stress for the next 12 years. Right. That's not that's not good. And that may work, and it may not work. But at least we've got something that says, okay, all right, part, 
we're not going to repeat kindergarten. That stigma's gone. Mm-hmm. But we do have a bridge between kindergarten and first grade. So it's an option to help mitigate Which is that. going to help your child. It's going to help you. And you're going to be much more content mm-hmm. with what the school system is offering you. And, and then in later years, it may show up as a big benefit to you. Absolutely. We've been listening to board member David Banks. Mr. Banks, thank you for taking the time to join us on the podcast. And listeners, you can learn more about the Cobb County School Board by visiting the district website at www.cobbk12.org. It's rather easy to do. Just click on the word board at the menu at the top, and there you can see a map of each board member's post, a calendar of meetings, and you can even watch meetings there via the menu. This podcast is now available to you on Spotify as well as iTunes and Stitcher. Thank you for joining us on this edition of the Inside Scoop, a podcast produced by the Cobb County School District.